what does this offense do well? We know they run it well. We know they got a couple thousand yard receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to sack twenty. Is that true? Roethlisberger. Yeah. So really, what does this offense do well in this era? You have insurance? I do with State Farm. With State Farm? Yes. Explain me insurance. It's basically like it's basically like drafting a, a backup quarterback in the first round. Just in case. So for the folks you said had written you off, maybe, what did they say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. You are now listening to The Longer Yard of the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome to The Longer Yard Podcast. I'm Ethan. He's Sam. Welcome to the show, guys. Sam, question. How do you feel that the Bengals are going to Buffalo for the divisional championship game? Are you a little... Little like torn because wow. it's like okay. depending on who would have won that game had that game been played out, it could be Buffalo heading to Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, I, I had a, I had this plan for a later segment, so I'm glad that you, you feel like I didn't want to tell you because I have like I have thoughts, you know. Um, yeah. First of all, let me say you sound great. Uh, you got a new mic or something? Thanks, Ethan? That's right, man. Yeah, my. My lovely Jess bought me a new microphone. She knows that I've been dealing with one that was just mediocre. And in order for us to be better, I got to sound better. So you sound great. You sound great. Uh, Thank you. Let me pass it to you first. As the non-biased fan, I promise to answer this. I promise to answer your question. Do you think that that the way that this is set up, where Cincinnati goes to Buffalo, do you think that that is... That was correct, done fairly, however you want to phrase that. How do you feel about it? Okay, let me start by saying this. I think, right, so the NFL loves the Buffalo Bills, right? And I also like love the Buffalo Bills. I, just, I do to too. Be fair. But I think right, the, NFL, the NFL wants them to win. Now, I'm not saying, like, what the outcome of that game would have been, but there's always that what if, like, had that game been placed, if Cincinnati would have won, now you're looking at Buffalo heading to Cincinnati for the divisional championship game. That's like home field advantage is a huge advantage when it comes to a playoff game, right? So it sure. makes a big difference. That you, But I also see the side where it's like, well, Buffalo did have the better record than Cincinnati, but it's also like, I see that to an extent, but it's also like you're looking at that game that didn't get played the two of them were playing each other. It's not like one was playing a different team. The other was playing a different team. And that happened. That game really would have ultimately decided who would have got the two seed essentially. Um, so it's tough. I think honestly, I feel like if they would have done like, I see why they gave it to Buffalo because the better record, better record ultimately. But it's like, if you would have done a neutral site, I would have been happy. I would have been like, you know what? That's just completely fair. But I think since the NFL loves the Bills so much and the Chiefs, they want to see a Buffalo-Kansas City AFC Championship game. I will not touch on that portion of it yet, but I do want to get to the, the conversation about the Bills versus Chiefs potential uh, AFC Championship game. Yeah. 
here's my uh, what I believe. There were new rules established that happened during the course of uh, the week between week 17 and week 18. By those rules, the game should be played in Buffalo. Now, I had a lot of problems with those rules. Uh, the coin flip thing with Baltimore was absolutely garbage. I thought... Um, yeah, that was like wild. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think I think the, the, the idea that... Because Buffalo winning out would have meant that they're the one seed. So, like, I honestly think maybe that game should still be played in... in, in I think you can make a real argument that game should still be played in Buffalo should that game happen. Um, by the old rules... Let's pretend those new rules didn't even happen, okay? Let's pretend the old rules that were established uh, prior to the season, what would those have been? They were established for COVID. If there are any missed games, here's what we're going to do. Winning percentage. With a better winning percentage? Buffalo Bills. Based on the rules that were already on the books, it would determine that the Buffalo Bills should be the home team for this game. I kind of don't have a problem with the fact that they're the home team for this game. I, I wish it was in Cincinnati. Like you, I think a neutral site would have been really cool. I think they ultimately got it right. I I just, I, based on what the rules that were already on the books that were agreed upon by all teams prior to the season, this is what should have happened. They should be playing the game in Buffalo. I think, especially since like Buffalo through a 16 game schedule does have the better record, the way they did it, it's hard to really make a strong case to argue against it because both teams have a 16 game record. And then, but what makes it like <clears throat> where you see the other side, it just makes it hard to argue because it's like, well, that game really didn't get played out. Cincinnati was winning. Cincinnati could have won, but that's also like what ifs a lot of times. So it, it makes that case hard to argue. You know what I mean? Here's a different what if that you would have, that you'd potentially have to run into. Let's say the game gets played out and let's say Cincinnati wins. Okay. That means that Cincinnati would have locked up the AFC North going into week 18. They're playing for maybe a one seed if Kansas City loses. Oh, but wait, Kansas City played on Sunday or Saturday. Everyone else played on Sunday. So they already knew they weren't getting the one seed. So they're basically playing for the two seed. Would they have even played their starters? Would they have even gone for a win against Baltimore? Maybe they maybe they rest their guys like they did last year uh, in week 18, which they that was against the Browns. Maybe they rest everyone. They lose that game, and maybe the Bills still win. All of a sudden, Bills are the two seed again. We're in the same yeah. situation. So, in the end, maybe it doesn't matter. That's I guess that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I think, I think there's there's certainly a fair argument that the way that the league handled this whole rule change was based on the idea that Buffalo could have won that game against Cincinnati, but they never established any rules about how the Bengals could have won that game against yeah. Buffalo. That's true. It all came down to I, Buffalo potentially winning. And I think that there's a fair argument that that is unreasonable. But again, if you look back on the old rules that, that they had already agreed upon as the 32 collective teams, they would say that this game is in Buffalo. So yeah, I, don't I think they have a problem with it. I think what's what's no harm, no foul is like both teams played their division, cha- their wild card game, and they both won. Right now, say oh, we'll get Cincinnati there. gets. Yeah, Cincinnati gets the two seed, Buffalo's the three seed. Not saying Cincinnati doesn't beat Miami, but anything could happen. It's a different same game. With Buffalo, it's a different game. Same with Buffalo and Baltimore. Anything could happen. Like, you could have potentially been looking at 
Miami playing, uh, who would that be? Miami playing uh, Cincinnati or Buffalo in a championship game had, you know what I mean? Like it, it could have yeah, just been something weird. You, you could have some like, really weird differences that happened. So because, because we know that this is the matchup that people were expecting anyway, we're just, we're having an arguing of semantics of like, Oh, could have been in Paycor versus Orchard Park. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I will tell you this right now. Uh, it looks like the weather would be almost identical between the two stadiums. So it's not like we're getting a massive disadvantage weather wise by going yeah. to Orchard Park versus having the game in Cincinnati. Um, the other side of it is that our Bengals fans are going to travel for this one. So yeah, it's not going to be like the majority of the fans are, are Bengals fans versus Bills. Uh, Bills having a minority, like, like it would be in Cincinnati. It's going to be the other way around. Yeah, But it's not going to be like a 95% Bills uh, stadium. Bengals fans will be there and they will be cheering very, oh, yeah. very loudly for their guys. So I don't know. Like I, I, think, I, I think the argument is more about like – I think the argument is – is less about the determination that this game's in Buffalo as much as it is like, did the league properly handle themselves with making a midseason rule change? That's the more more of the argument that needs to be hashed out than where this particular game should be played. I have no issues with it. Yeah, I think because it's something that like it's just what happened. No one ever expected to happen, right? So yeah, you're, you're put on the spot. You're put on the spot. You got to make a you got to make a decision on what's going to happen, right? Right on the spot. So it's already like you're already in tough position. Now, after the Super Bowl is played out and you have your Super Bowl champion, that offseason is now when you're going to fine tune, okay, if something like this happens again, this is what's going to happen. All 32 teams are going to come to a vote. If that's final, that's final. No arguing, you know, like now that they'll, they'll have time to think of better alternates for things to happen in case something like that ever happens again. God hope it doesn't, but just in case. Yeah. And I will say uh, one thing that I saw, um, they, they did give us a breakdown of those votes that, uh, that were in favor of the proposal in the, in this change. I was a little surprised by how, where these votes came from. So they were 25 teams that voted to approve uh, the, the change in, in how we're doing the playoffs. Uh, we didn't cover this before, so I'm, that's why I want to get into it now. Four uh, decided to abstain, and three of the teams decided to vote no. The three teams that voted no were obviously Cincinnati, because they were the team that felt like they were most disrespected. Yeah. The other two were Miami and Chicago. Very interesting. Yeah. The four teams that abstained were Kansas City, Buffalo, which makes sense because they were they were affected, and so they, yeah. they probably didn't want it to look like they were just being favoring themselves. Yeah, uh, Vegas and the Los Angeles Chargers. So that was kind of interesting that uh, the the two two of the uh, of the teams in Kansas City's division abstained, but so the the other twenty five teams uh, outside of the seven that we mentioned were in favor of this change. So just yeah. something to, to note, put in the back of your mind, but not that it's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to like argue that too, especially when you hear the results, it was like, Hey, it was 25 to four to three. So like, it wasn't like it was like a 16 or a 17. Well, they, they needed 24. Or, 
Yeah, twenty four. They they it, it, oh they oh so they. They don't do majority like if it's seventeen to fifteen. No, they need twenty five. Oh shit! Oh yeah. Okay. Then so that was fucking. Wow. It was close to not passing. It was close to not okay. passing. Okay. Well, never but mind that. I, I would in the end, in that. the end, this is an argument of like which owner is more well liked. And let's be honest, Mike Brown is not yeah. a more well liked owner than um, shit. Who's the uh, who's the Ravens owner? Not that this is important, but I'm going to look it up anyway because. You know, uh, Sebus, Sebus, uh, yeah. I believe is how you pronounce it. So, yeah, he's got some Italian in him for sure. He's got to. Oh, yes, he, he slicked back hair, bro. Yeah, dude, he looks yeah. Italian. He looks Italian. Uh, anyway, so yeah, long story short, don't really care that this game is in Buffalo. Um, playing them at their place versus playing them at our place kind of thing, like. You still got to go against a very, very good team and have to beat them. Yeah, this is going to be. This is a similar path that the Bengals had to do last year. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, they had to go. They had a home game against the Raiders, and they had to go to Tennessee, and they had to go to Kansas City to make the Super Bowl. They have a pretty similar path laid out for them, where they've got to go. Uh, they've got a. They had a home game against the Ravens. They got to go to Buffalo. If they win, they probably, not necessarily, would have to go to Kansas City. Yeah, you're gonna have to the the, the downside the, the biggest downside in all of this is that they couldn't they didn't really have a chance for the one seed which they wouldn't have had anyway just because the Chiefs won out. Um, yeah, and that was that, that the only hope with that is it's not even it's not even that you want home field advantage necessarily. It's not even that you want um, the bye week. It's that you don't have to play both t- uh, two weeks in a row against the uh, one of the two of the other top three teams in the AFC. Yeah, you would exactly. have to avoid one of Buffalo and Kansas city, if you're the Bengals. So the chiefs went out in this just because they don't have to play both Buffalo and Cincinnati. They just get one of them. Yeah. That's so true. That's what it comes down to. But dude, if the Bengals win and the chiefs win, that is going to be a fun AFC championship game. Uh, Regardless, whoever, if, as long as the chiefs wins, whoever the winner of the Bengals bills, it's going to be an insane AFC championship game. A manifest. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, I was going to say with the uh, specifically calling out the Chiefs Bengals as a potential matchup based on ticket prices, which I'm guessing these are from Ticketmaster. I don't know the, for sure what the source of this is. Um, you would be surprised that the, that's not the way that that they're. I know. <laughs> I remember you sent me that picture, and I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> And, well, and this is where it gets like we we still probably need to talk about what happened in the wild card games, but it's very clear what the intention of the NFL is. That, in my opinion, based yeah. on where where I'm what I'm seeing these prices at. Okay, so this is as of uh, Tuesday. This is like midday Tuesday or late morning Tuesday. A a to reserve your spot at each of these stadiums. Chiefs versus Bengals in Arrowhead Stadium. These would all be on January 29th, just so we're, we're covering that on Sunday, January 29th. Time is TBD because you don't know when some these would necessarily get, whether it's the, the early game or the late game. Yeah. Chiefs versus Bengals in Arrowhead is your cheapest potential ticket out of those four potential matchups. So starting at $398. 
your next cheapest ticket. Bengals versus Jaguars in Paycor Stadium here in Cincinnati, starting at $421. Your next cheapest ticket is Bills versus Jaguars. That's in Orchard Park in Buffalo, starting at $591. Your most neutral site. Your neutral site matchup between the Chiefs and Bills in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, starts at $1,642. That is is nearly three times what the next highest is. I'm just saying it seems very obvious to me that they have a very clear agenda of what they want. Yeah. So say if if you buy Bills Jaguars, right? And Mm -hmm. that just doesn't happen. Do you just get refunded? Yes, I believe so. Okay. You're basically reserving a spot. They probably don't. They probably don't even charge you necessarily. Maybe they charge you like or something like that. Yeah. Until the game is for sure going to happen, then they can make that determination. But that they're probably not actually selling the tickets. Imagine, and then it's kind of like if it was like all the legwork. Yeah. You imagine if it was like gambling, where it was like you just—it's kind of like you make your bet just to get a ticket, and they're like, if that was the case, then you're pretty much looking at cheap spills. Is like a ticket, you know what I mean? Like the ticket price would be Jesus, astronomically higher because uh, no one's gonna likely be like, I want Jaguars, Bengals, you know? Like, <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? Trevor no, Lawrence just, just Joe Burrow would be fun. We've not gotten the, the Trevor Lawrence versus not, Joe Burrow before in the national championship, and that was a great okay. game. But not that the Bengals don't make it to the AFC championship. I think I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Very be unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very unlikely though that the Jaguars. Like that was a game though. The Chargers Jaguars. That was crazy. Did you, okay, okay. I, I have to say this. Did you see the video of the dude that fell asleep at halftime of the Chargers? Yes, yeah, and he was. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a Chargers jersey, yeah. and he wakes up and to find out what happened, and he's just like stunned. He he, dude, he had no idea how to the, react. The comments made me laugh so hard because they were like, these dudes probably thinking if you would have stayed awake, they would have won. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. I literally yeah, do that all the time. I'm watching, I'll, I'll, like, I'll turn on a game where my team is winning. And this will be, this isn't even like the Bengals necessarily. It'll be like uh, a college basketball game or something like that. I'll turn it on. And then the other team goes on like a 10 0 run. And I'm like, this is what I get for turning on the game. I fucked this it up. Is, that's how I am. So I've, I'm like always stuck. I'll wear my jersey. The Browns just fucking do what the Browns do, and they just blow it. And then the next week, I don't wear my jersey, and they win. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not wearing a jersey the following week. And then they lose, and I'm like, what do I do? I don't understand. You know, like it's bullshit. <sighs> okay, it wasn't the jersey. I got to do something. What was the What was the other stuff I did? Dude, there, there was one time I think when uh, the Browns had their playoff game against the Steelers uh, last year. Um, I had my Manziel jersey, and then I had my Nick Chubb jersey over top, and I had brown socks, browns beanie, browns hoodie, and they won. And I was like, all right, this is what I got to do. And you wore all that for the following game against the Chiefs, and Chad Henning just so broke your heart. When I was at B-dubs when we watched the Chiefs versus Browns game, and I gave one of my jerseys to Bailey to wear. And he wore the Baker Mayfield one and I wore the Odell one, I think, or it might've been vice versa, but fucking we lost. So I was like, let's get rid of these jerseys. All right. 
just don't burn them. <laughs> we know we know Cleveland fans. I'm not gonna burn them. I'm not gonna burn them. No, I'm not gonna burn them. I'll just sell them. No, I just, I just, anytime I have a chance to make fun of Cleveland fans for burning LeBron jersey, yeah, I, I do. I know this shit was just cringe. If cringe. if only they knew, they were like, hey, don't worry, he comes back. All right. Who cares? Just don't burn the jersey. Yeah, I know. He's that's for real though. Like the, the greatest player ever, you dumbass. I know. Don't ever fucking burn that shit. I don't care. I, I just think don't burn any jersey ever. Like, there's just no point. It's a good rule of thumb. It's just. There's just no point to ever burn a jersey. Don't fucking do it. Don't be an idiot. Like, come on. You spent probably a hundred plus dollars. Don't do it. So basically, uh, by the way, we, we to go back to the Chargers Jaguars. It was twenty-seven to seven at halftime. Final score was thirty-one to thirty. Charger, or I'm sorry, Jaguars kick a, a field goal with time expiring. Did you watch that game live? I watched the second half. Okay, I, so when so I was texting you and Mitch, field goal to win that, it, yeah, field goal to win it. Did you think he missed it uh, or was going to miss? I thought, dude, I thought he missed it. I thought, I thought, okay. it, I thought yeah, he missed yeah. it. Briefly. I totally did too. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was, wow, I was the Chargers caught a break. Away. I was like, wow, the Chargers caught a break. And then you look at the refs and they're like, and you're like, what? He made it? And then you see it replay. And you're like, oh yeah, he did fucking make it. And you're like, but I think it was like the net and the post kind of just like blended in and you're like oh he missed it and you're like damn but um, it, was, it was it was so funny i, I was watching <laughs> we were, like i was with a whole bunch of people uh because i was with like one of my buddies for his like birthday party and we were watching it and we all had the immediate same reaction of like oh my god he missed it and then yeah the the the, the refs go with their arms up and you're like okay never mind we're good <laughs> I remember I was texting you, Mitch. I when I was texting saying Trevor Lawrence is fucking a beautiful man or something. That was after that was before I found out he threw four first pick interceptions. And then after that, I was like, holy shit. I was like, this dude threw fucking four picks in the first half. I was like, oh my God. But also, I mean, he had you gotta look. He had he literally goes from having one of the worst halves a quarterback could have in NFL history to having one of the best halves a quarterback could have in NFL history. Like it was correct, insane. That game was just wild. Uh, I I've never seen so like the, the guy I was with. The guy I was with is a huge Justin Herbert guy, and I didn't give yeah. a shit. I was like, I was I said this. I wonder what I've said this. I want to say they were up like. Let me pull up the actual twenty-seven thirteen here. Um, let me make sure I get the right time. I think I said it when it was 30 to 20 or 30 to 14, 30 to 14. Cause the uh, Jaguars, or I'm sorry, the chargers hit a field goal to make it 30 to 14 with three minutes left in the third quarter. And I, uh-huh. I said it either then, or it was right after the Zay Jones uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I turned to him and I'm uh, again, cause he's huge Justin Herbert guy. And I go, if Justin Herbert loses this game, you cannot make an argument for him being the best quarterback in the NFL ever again. How did he take it? I'm just saying. He didn't like it. He's like, he's like, excuse me. I'm sorry that he's better than Joe Burrow. And I was like, Joe Burrow would not lose okay. this game. Hear me out, ready? Yes, the defense folded by giving up that many points, right? But you're telling me that entire second half and especially the fourth quarter when it needed to be done the most, Justin Herbert couldn't move that offense 
and at least get a first down or a couple first downs here and there so that they could just run out the clock and seal the deal. No, that is, that is him absolutely folding like no other. And that you can no longer, I don't even think you can make case that he's a top five quarterback in the NFL now because of that. That, right there. that might be too strong. That might be too strong. Cause maybe because of who we got, I, I, but. Can't, I can't, well, I can't take out of, out of my mind the fact that he played most of the season without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And yeah. Put up monstrous numbers but i hear what you're but you're like what it you're hurt. saying is not completely unfair it's just a that unfair. that loss like just like hurt his legacy so much right now like huh. or any when you case. don't have a ton of legacy to to, to that's true on. sure but i think it's I mean, like it's only his potential, yeah but it's like that potential legacy like because people are expecting him to be already being like, he's one of the best quarterbacks. He's going to be one of the best ever. And you're like, listen, when you do that shit, you're not considered one of the best ever. Like just, they're not like, unless you got MVPs to show game. Yeah. Unless you got MVPs to back it up, then it can counter like counter, like wash out. But yeah, it's hard. That was just, yeah. Dude, Brandon Stanley. Staley. I wouldn't Staley. Sorry, um, I wouldn't I, be shocked. I don't. I don't want to disrespect him that much, but if you screws <laughs> this up again, we're gonna start calling him Brandon Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, it would be a little shocking, but I, it wouldn't be like insane if I think he's he on a short lost his job. Yeah, I think he's, he's on a short extreme lease. short lease. I think the only thing that he can argue is being like, "Listen, I didn't have most of my weapons this whole season, but." But he's a defensive way, coach. Yeah, but the way that game was handled, and they fired just, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, it was just like that's 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 what they're saying. They're, they they put the loss on the offensive coordinator. That's why they fired him. You don't got much else to fall back on because what what is firing your defensive coordinator going to do? You call the plays, Brandon. Like yeah. if you're going to blame the defense, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. So you you played your last chip. But you I screw up again. You're gone. I think, right, because there were so many drives where they were just like three and out in the fourth quarter. I think Justin Herbert has got to be like, look, this shit's not working. I need to take matters in my own. I need to call the plays that I know that work and give it to the people that I know that can like get us this win, you know? Not, I don't know if he did or not, but you know, I don't know. Well, I think that, that becomes the question that I've certainly had with, with Justin is – if he's that guy, it's like, yeah. with all due respect to him, um, I, I think his weakest, the weakest point of his game, weakest might be the wrong word, the not the, the lowest strength of his game mm-hmm. is the mental portion. It doesn't mean that he can't that. do it. I just think what he's clearly stellar at is the physical gifts. That's what he's great at. What he needs to work on, what he, what what can improve from him is the mental processing of the game. And if he improves that, dude, his clutchness is just going to fucking skyrocket him. You know. Also, also, it didn't help that Dicker missed a, a Dicker the kicker missed a field Dicker goal. Dicker the kicker. Half. A lot of a lot of miss uh, a lot a lot of missed kicks this weekend. <laughs> but hey. My boy, Austin Eckler, did his part, all right? Two TDs, man. 
Jennifer Johnson, three yards a carry. Get sit down. I don't give a shit. He scored two TDs. All right. It's my boy. All right. Listen, I love Eck. I love Eck. But when you give me 13 for 35, 2.7 yards a carry, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> you want yeah, good. Sinclair, if you're listening to this, I love you. I fully support you. All right. Well, I fully support him. I'm just saying it's not a good game. <laughs> no, it's not. Average wise in yards per carry, it's not a good I game. Mean, like, but I still are think you he was. That he would have had a good. Are you telling me it would be a good game if a player had five carries for five yards and five touchdowns? Do you think it's a good game? Average one yard a carry. I think it's a great game. Five touchdowns. I think it's not efficient, but it's effective. Well, I don't think he had a lot of. I, I guess you could argue that he didn't have a lot of room to go. But okay, okay. Let's say he had five carries for five yards. And three touchdowns. It's. I mean, I see where you're going. You're averaging one yard a carry. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. All right, I see where you're going with this. It is terrible. It's not efficient, but it's effective. All right. <laughs> I am a hundred percent in the process over results. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Like to me, it is more important to show an efficiency because efficiency will result in points. That's, I, that's I think too, because you're efficient, you're going to score. But if you're true. not, if you're not showing efficiency and you somehow, like if you get that satellite, that's just dumb luck. It's just being, it's being the right guy at the right time, you know, being in the right place at the right time. It's what it is. It's but sad. yeah, I know. I just, I love my boy. Hey, you know what? He finished number one as RB one in fantasy and I couldn't be more happier. All right. Yeah, he is RB1. Oh, I think, though, I think, so he was what? So out of the last four seasons, he has finished top three three times, and one of those being number one, which was this year. Um, I don't think he has a number one finish in him left anymore because he is getting older. He's like 27, I think, going on 28. I think we're now looking at like top five, top 10 from here on out for fantasy. Hard to say because he's just so good in the uh, passing. He's twenty seven. Yeah. He'll turn twenty eight before the season. But like you just, it's hard to it's hard to know what you're going to get out of him. Certainly, it's I true. think the rushing touchdowns will come back down to earth. He's not going to get thirteen again. But I think you can easily see another, maybe not hundred catches, but like eighty catches in a season. Yeah, sure. I think so too. He's healthy for all of it. I That's always going right, to give yeah. him a shot. And then all he has to do is you know not average like four yards a catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not disrespecting you, Austin Eckler. I love you. Just want to be yeah, clear on that. We love you, man. Just, just want to make sure that, that that is put out into the world. It is known. Uh, love you, Austin Eckler. Um, any other... Let's see. Okay. We got, we got to talk about Brett Maher, dude. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was going to try and go kind of chronological. There's not really much to say on the 49ers Seahawks game. Uh, Seahawks dominated, or got, got dominated in the second half. Yeah. It was close I mean, uh, It was close going into halftime, then the 49ers turned it on. So I, I'm so really pissed, by the way, because I had a parlay for a 49ers to win the first half because I was extremely confident in that. And they just fucking blow the first half, dude. Like Jimmy Ward with that, that bad hit in the field goal the the flag and then they just kick a field goal to take the lead. I was like, the fucking betting world is rigged, man. Staying out of it. Yeah, I know. Staying out of it. 
But um, Brock Purdy looked real good, though. Yeah, yeah. You might hear his name later in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Just, just start out there. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. Like, yeah, I, I'm going trying to go kind of chronologically. Bengals get the dub. You love to see it. Um, that was an ugly ass game, though. So I don't really want to talk much about it. Yeah, what was it? Uh, I think who was I can't remember who it was. I think it was Dobbins because Lamar wasn't there, and he was saying Dobbins called him out. If Lamar was there, we win that game. First off, no one knows that. If Lamar's there, you don't know if you're going to win the game, right? But Probably like, played it's pretty just, well, honestly. Yeah, like like the, hate, the, the, one, when, the one kind of fluky play that happened that ended up being a difference maker in the game, which we will talk about later. Um, Technically, I guess that's Tyler Huntley's fault, but in the end, he played a good game. I don't yeah. know. See, like the I hate, like, I'm okay when, say, like, if certain, if fans are like, listen, if that flag gets called or if that flag doesn't get, call, like, get called, the game's a whole different game and we win the game. I can hear that to an extent, right? But when you say, hey, if he was there to watch us play and motivate us, we win the game. I'm not buying I don't that. Think that's what he's saying. I think he's talking about if Lamar had played. Because I think his point was that well, Lamar is healthy enough to play and he's just not going to because he doesn't want to risk the contract. Well, I just, I didn't I, know if it was. the interpretation I had. I see mine was if, because Lamar wasn't even at the game at all. Mine was if Lamar was there on the sideline, they win. Hmm. So I'm not sure how, what he actually meant by that, but like still, you don't know, right? Like, they could have still lost if Lamar played. You, you never fucking know. Like Lamar's history in the postseason, he hasn't won a game yet. So who's to say Lamar's there, you win, you know? Sure. I, I, I don't think you can say that, but yeah, there are a lot of... Uh, I'll, I'll just say this. I, there, there seems to be a lot of uh, anti-Lamar takes from the players on the team. Not, not even the fans. The yeah. players on the team seem to be sick of it's Lamar. true. And I'm kind of like, Guys, do you not want him back? I mean, Jesus. He's done a lot for that organization, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he hasn't brought you, like, any postseason wins. But, like, coming in, playing his rookie year, he I don't know if he wins rookie of the year or not. Um, I can't remember if he did or not. And then the next year, he has, what, an MVP season? Or the year after that. And he's just, like, breaking all these records as a – quarterback and helping lead a team to like 14 wins in a season and you're like all right man like he's done quite a bit for the organization but hasn't really been able to stay healthy since then yeah that's true that's the biggest problem but yeah is what it is um it's what it is but you know you're right it was was it it was will be a a big topic point though uh for the rest of the offseason we're we're gonna talk Um, a lot but yeah that that was an ugly game and the Bengals will have to pick it up when they play the Bills. Like, they'll have to smooth it the out. The Bengals are finding themselves in a very, very scary spot. Yeah. Going into last last year's playoffs, Ethan, what would you say the biggest problem with the Bengals was? Well, uh, their line. Their offensive line? Yeah, I would say that was one of the big ones, especially in the Super Bowl. You saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely came to show that having a weak offensive line was a problem. Well, uh, the Bengals might be in a similar spot now. Yeah. Starting left tackle, probably is not going to play this week. Starting right tackle, already out for the year. Yeah. Starting right guard, probably not playing this week. It's not a good look. It's not great. And you got a rookie at left guard who's played the entire year. So it's not like this he's new to the, the yeah. starting lineup. 
But so it's a rookie though. He's a rookie. Like I'm, I, like you have one veteran starter on on your line right now. It's not a good spot to be. If there's a team that it probably may not matter against, it's Buffalo because I don't think they have a high end uh, pass rush to deal with. They've got good. They've got good edge rushers, but nothing like if Von Miller was there, I'd be like shit. He's out now, for the season. Right? In trouble. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Yeah, if Von Miller was still on, was still active and able to go, I would be much more concerned. I'm not, and I don't mean that's discount Greg Rousseau and um, uh, is Carlos or yeah, Carlos Basham. I was like, there's there's Terrell and Carlos Basham, and I don't remember which one is which. I believe it's uh, Carlos because I believe Terrell is the one that um, went to Ohio University. Mm. Long story short, the two guys, good players. I, I certainly do not want this to sound like I am completely disrespecting them, but they're not Von Miller. Yeah. Like, gives now you a if, better shot. So, hopefully that Yeah, now if, if the Bengals win, they play Kansas City, you got Chris Jones to worry about, which makes Well, it that would harder. be, he'd be an interior guy that you that yeah. may get back your right guard for that game. So then you would have continuity between your left guard and right guard. Left guard, center, right yeah. guard would all be your original starters, and you'd feel much better about that. Uh, That's true, yeah. So, fingers crossed. Scary times. We'll see what happens. We got we not not a ton to say about Buffalo and Miami. Um, I mean, yeah, it was close, but um, I guess good good attempt by Skylar Thompson, despite the fact that yeah, I mean, his that line was horrendous. Eighteen to forty five. Yeah, that's a that was. I'm big props to Mike McDaniel's for almost like dethroning the Bills right there. Yeah. Yeah, they're on I mean, the, the entirety of the offense for Miami was wildly inefficient. They averaged 4.9 yeah. yards per pass and 2.1 yards per rush and lost by and they three still, points and scored over 30. They did insane. get a defensive touchdown. Let's, but let's, still, you put up like 20, 24 points offensively. That's Correct. impressive. And also, it's been going around the internet about Mike McDaniel's vaping. Whether or not he was vaping or not, shut up. It's not a big deal. Get over that shit. Who fucking, Who fucking cares? So fucking it's now. I'm not saying like I vape or anything. Like I don't. But who fucking cares? Like it's not a big deal, man. Like get over it's that shit. Weird. Someone was it's like, so "That's weird. preposterous." I'm like, "Get over it, dude." Like, gosh, dude, that's so ridiculous. Whatever. Fucking John Madden was smoking cigarettes on the sideline. No one said shit back then. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking care. God, I have a different reason why I why I have don't love well, McDaniel. So. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, he's, we're, he's, we don't have to get it. Yeah, that's we don't have to get it. It's just like it, that, that's still there. It's still there. I just, but yeah, the whole the whole vaping, like, is he so vaping? Shit. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, dude, it's like shut up. Like, they're like, it could affect his decision making. You're like, whatever, dude. Stop. Vaping doesn't like. My understanding, not that I'm an expert. Is that is not that vaping like gets you high, so I don't understand how it's affecting his decision making. It's just like, yeah, it feels good, it tastes good, you know, whatever. It's like, like it almost feels like you know, it's more of a like, it almost feels like it's, it's it's cl- more closely aligned to sit to like smoking a cigarette than it is smoking a joint. Yeah, like it's not. And you know what's crazy? It's 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 fixing a craving, but it's like that's that's really what you're getting out of it. It's not actually affecting your judgment. Do you know what's crazy is 
I was just listening like this would this would help, right? Nicotine is actually proven through like scientific studies that nicotine helps you focus and helps like fight off all these things. But like the reason why smoking is bad is because of the uh, carcinogens and all that stuff. But nicotine yeah. itself actually likes help improve focus. So it'd be like, hey, you know what? Maybe Mike Nintendo needs to vape some more. <laughs> but the chemicals in vaping though are terrible for you. But it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that vaping is good for you. I'm just saying like the idea that it's equivalent to getting high and actually affecting your yeah. brain in that regard is and for so someone to say it's preposterous get over yourself dude come on that's stupid just fucking I, I, someone yeah I know, someone tweeted that and i was just like it's not relaxed like it's not a big deal just stop how could you possibly say it's not a big deal ethan how dare you i know okay dare would be so annoyed with me right now <laughs> drugs they won't have an attitude no never mind uh, and then what, right, what was the last game Minnesota Minnesota yeah. and the Giants the, the the luck seems to have run out in one score games my friends yeah in the worst time possible you know yeah you, you definitely Dude, don't want it to be Brian Dable bro in the playoffs I remember him voting him coach of the year. I, I remember that too. Coach of the year. It, kind of, it kind of sounds yeah. like we know what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw, I saw someone that were saying before this was before the Vikings game happened after the Jaguars came back and when they said Doug Peterson coached the year. And I'm like, hold on. The giants haven't played yet. Anything can happen. And also coach of the year goes off of regular season. You don't count in post. Right. Um, Correct. So relax. I think Brian Dable fucking wins this shit. All right. Like he deserves it. He's a, he's a first-year head coach. Doug Peterson is not a first-year head coach. He is a sixth-year head coach with a super longer belt, so you know where he's capable of. Brian Dable came in and was like, I'm going to lead this terrible team to a playoff run. Right? Absolutely. And, and dude, Danny Dimes is making a strong case for himself. Like, he's... Like if you're in New York, you're like you're you're conflicted. Like, what the hell do I do with our quarterback situation in the offseason? Like, do we extend Danny? Do we like? Do we draft? Do we? It's hard because Danny's they're playing not gonna be really able to well. draft someone unless like Anthony Richardson falls, which maybe happens. Yeah, like man. But it's also yeah, like, do you extend Danny for like multi multiple years, or you just do like a one year or two year deal? You know. If I'm the Giants, I want to do like a one plus one. I want to do one with like a team option. Yeah. If I'm Danny, I'm getting I'm looking for that long term deal. So I probably want exactly to one plus one. So it, yeah. I think there's going to be some fun negotiations and fun not, is not actually serious. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean that honestly. I, don't, I think it's going to be brutal for the uh, people involved. But for those of us on the outside, we're going to be like, have fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Good time. You get to watch all of it. It sucks that the the Vikings like folded on that one. I mean, they were just outplayed now, coach. As much as I want to defend Kirk Thuggins, I think that name needs to be retired. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I saw because on fourth and eight with the game on the line, you throw a a three three yard yard check down with a guy on his back. 
Yeah. Come on. It was not a good look. Unless that guy's Justin Jefferson, I'm out. Yeah. That, then there's, there's, there's no reason that you can talk me into that. And I, don't know, I honestly, off the top of my head, couldn't tell you who that was. I just know that that was an absolutely atrocious decision. Oh, he threw it to TJ. That's okay. It was TJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but, now TJ's a beast TJ. of a tight end, right? But he had TJ. a dude basically on him when he threw that. Yeah. Like, you just, no one's escaping that shit. Like, it's just, almost, it's damn near impossible. Yeah. That guy was like cr- practically crawling up his back already. Yes. Yeah. It was just, a- I saw, I saw this tweet. I don't know, like, how, if it's like 100% true or not, you know, but it said Kirk Cousins in primetime games slash postseason is four and 44. Dude, I, God, I hope that's not true. That you is rough. That if it is, is going to come up big. That music is going to come up big here. Let's find out. Kirk Cousins prime time. Is it Kirk Cousins prime time record? What the fuck? What? That's so weird. Okay, that's really weird. It. So I, I searched Kirk Cousins prime time record, and the thing that popped up the top was. Deion Sanders had a record of 95 and 93 in his career. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, they're Let's not giving see. me his primetime uh, games. And on Sammy's, he has a total record of 74 and 66 and 2. Um, so let me, I'll just Google it. Let's see if I can find it. There are so many memes about freaking Kirk Cousins and the, the Vikings, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he deserves it. Yeah, 100% easily, though. Like, hurts me. I don't know where to find it, to be perfectly honest. Let's see. All right, let's just do his postseason. Oh, wow. Uh, in games that start at 3 p.m. Central Time or later, coming into this game, Daniel Jones had a record of 2 and 18. Wow. Holy shit! What a what a wild stat. So, are you ready? Kirk Cousins is one and four in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And this counts the most pain. The recent one, pain. <sighs> Not important. Well, we can move on from that if you want to keep looking. I'll, yeah. I'll let you. But I mean, it's just long story short. Kirk is not good in prime time. Uh, yes, yeah, technically, I guess, yeah. wasn't prime time, but like you had your own slot, so all playoff games are, I guess, arguably prime time from that perspective. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I guess it was. It was a night game. I stand corrected. But. All right, we'll go ahead and move on. It was. It was a. It was a double time prime time game. All right. There you go. We'll move on to Monday night where we had. Um, the goat man. We were we were, we were poking fun at at. at the, the kicking thing when we were talking about the Chargers game. The dude, dude, Brett Maher, four continuous extra points missed. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at not having a job here soon. You know what I mean? Like, and especially like you're, you're lucky that that game wasn't decided by four points or less. Because, ready, if the, the Cowboys lose that game by four or less, or say three or less, right, 
Brett Meyer, you're, I'm sorry, you're gone. Like he, he would have been fired the next day, like immediately. Pretty much. Deservedly so. Honestly, but. I'm curious to see how Dallas goes in this game this week when they, they score a touchdown, what they're going to do. Are they going to, I feel like their first touchdown, they're going to kick a field. They're going to kick the PAT. They should. If he misses that, that, that's stupid. If, if he misses that PAT, I think you're looking at Dallas going for two from here on out. Okay, I could see that, but I think they. I yeah. do think that they that they will start with the field goal. Okay, I'll I, yeah, I think they will too. But dude, that's like, that, that's crazy that that's something you have to now consider and worry about is your point after, and be like, fucking, yeah. we got to worry about this shit. Like, is she gonna make it? You know, that's like, yeah, that's so insane, bro. Four continuous. Like miss PATs is just the most insane thing ever. Like it's pretty wild. Uh, the the Dak like temper tantrum about it on the sideline is so yeah. stupid. Like, yeah, I did. I he deserve he deserves flack for that. Um, for those that didn't see, there's uh, a slowed down video after. I think might have been the might have been the fourth one. I think I think it might have uh, been where, third. Honestly, was it the third? Uh, I think where I want to say it was throws his helmet on the bench, like throws it into the bench. I admit is how I should phrase that, and then turns around screaming and says, "Go for fucking two. And I've seen some really really good uh, takes about this, where um, where someone's like, "I hope the kicker starts throwing his helmet around every time Dak throws a pick." I agree with that though. Yes, granted, yeah. it's the postseason, but also like you didn't see fucking Brett Maher out there throwing a fucking a hissy fit or a tantrum every time Dak threw an interception, the league leader in interceptions when who missed five games right. a season, he didn't lose his shit. Yes. It's the postseason. Yeah. I get it. But like, also it's an excuse to an extent, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I just saw a video after like a different video where it was CD uh, said to tomorrow at one point, it's just like, Hey, we're behind you, bro. You got this. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good teammate. Be a fucking that's, leader. Be a fucking a leader and then be like, be like, bro, you're going to make the next one. We're fine. Nothing, nothing to worry about. We're going to pick you up. We're going to make sure that those don't end up mattering. We're good. Exactly. Yeah. C.D. Lamb. What a guy. Loki. I want to nominate for dog ward. I don't even know what his stats were, but I, low key just for that. I, I want to nominate. Him. Let's pull him up. Ready? Uh, let's, I'll just pull up his stats right now. They're ready. C.D. Lamb was four for 68 in a TD. He had himself a pretty good game. Four for sixty-eight in a TD, not a bad game. I'll take that. I'll take that. He, he he's not winning, but like we got nominated. I was going to nominate Dak as a dog award because he did go twenty-five for thirty-three, three hundred five yards, and four TDs, no interceptions. But with that temper tantrum, I'm sorry, you don't get it. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. He's not he's not temper status, but but I but I'm just saying, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's you you don't you don't deserve nominations for that. Shaking my head. Uh, but that means that this is possibly the end of Brady's career. Yes. Which is kind of wild. Like we finally reached it. Uh, did you see, did you see the tweet that I, that I commented on today from a writer in Pittsburgh who said that no. old Ben was better than old Brady? Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. Yeah. Come on, dude, stop. Like, okay. First of all, Tom Brady's 45 years old right now. Okay. Big Ben retired after his age 39 season. So add six years to what Big Ben was. Now you're Tom Brady. 
Okay. All right. Let's uh, we'll we'll just play devil's advocate. Let's say it's their last season in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's say we're just going to compare 2022 Tom Brady to 2021 uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger. 3,740 passing yards, 64.5 completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, 10 picks. Not bad. Tom Brady, 4,694 yards. So basically add 1,000 yards to what Ben did. 66-point completion percentage. That is two percentage points higher. 25 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Three more touchdowns, one less pick. Literally better every second. Six years older. It's, he's literally better in every stat line. Correct. And, right, and he won a division title. Let's even go, let's even compare them at the exact same age. Do you know what Tom Brady was doing at the age of 39? He won a Super Bowl. He was hoisting a Super Bowl trophy. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Hold that garbage. I love it, dude. I love it. What are we doing, man? Jesus. That is such a bad take. I can't believe this. We. We, people, we're going to just start doing this now. We're going to say stupid things about Tom Brady, and I'm just going to get mad. I don't even like yeah. like I'm not even like a huge Tom Brady guy, but I'm just like, come on, man. Like He literally is the greatest of all time. He's the most like, accomplished stop. quarterback ever. Gosh. So stupid. And, and honestly, I mean, you had to go down throwing the ball 66 times, which is not great, but like 351 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. You can live with that. Yeah, you can. So it's 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 rough when you look at his average yards per pass being five point three, but again, you had to throw the ball sixty six times because you didn't score in the first half. Yeah, for, what was it? Pl- Leonard Fournette had what like five rushes for like seven for thirteen. Yeah, he, I, at one point I think he was like five for thirteen, and you're like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, no, since Leonard we're... was five. Sorry, Leonard was five for 11, seven for 41 was Rashad White's stat line. My bad. I okay. Really that. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Five, yeah. five for 11. That's fucking awful. That's awful. Remember, like, remember playoff Lenny? Yeah, I remember playoff. Back. See, when they say playoff Lenny, they're talking about fantasy football playoff Lenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, since, uh, since I just said he ain't back, it reminded me. I think Gino finally wrote back. Gino finally wrote back. But it was quite the. I mean, not that I expected them to win against the 49ers, yeah. but I just that's me to say that. Yeah, um, but since we were talking about the Bucks game, do want to shout out Dalton Schultz had himself a game, seven receptions, ninety-five yards, two TDs. That's that's worth a shout out. You could live with that, you know, you could easily. <laughs> yeah, more yards and, than anyone else in the entire game. And speaking of tight ends, our boy TJ had a good game too. No TDs, but 10 receptions for 129 yards. That's a great game. Our guy, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, do we want to bounce the dog award then? Yeah, let's, yeah, right let's do it. it. Uh, we got to nominate Brock Purdy. Yeah. I, 18 to 30, 332, three touchdowns. And a rushing TD. Oh, that's right. He did have the rushing touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. That's uh. I think that that might be my uh, my guy, my winner. Is I'm I'm shouting out Brock Purdy for my winner. Well, we haven't even finished this, man. Like uh, I, I don't want to finish. Ten, 10 for one thirty six and two tutties. It was funny. I, I have to say this. 
we were, I, we were talking, I was, again, I was at a party during, um, Saturday. So I was talking with people and I, and I was like, you guys, DK Metcalf is so fast. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but he, he looked really slow on that play. Cause he caught like a little curl route or something like that. Yeah. And, didn't get any and then I was just like, no, no, he's really fast, but only in a straight line. He can't really change direction. And the very next pass was like that 52 yard bomb for a touchdown that he had in the first half. And I was like, see, he's really fast in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> they look at you. They're so like, just what the hell is wrong with like, they're just like, does he just see everything? It's- Who's this like the, the three-eyed raven? I'm the three-eyed raven now. Boom. God. I hate well, three-eyed raven shit. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's, for the, that's for the pop culture stuff. Um, but, uh, and then also Daniel Jones had a huge game. Yeah. 24-35, 301 yards, two TDs, and he also put up pretty much 80 rushing yards. That's a, that's a good game. Yeah. yeah, he had himself a nice game. Part of me wants to nominate Trevor because of the second half, but that also means I have to nominate Trevor for the first half. Yeah. Uh, four interceptions in the first half is hard. Dude, if he had, I think, two interceptions Do I, do I nominate Doug four. Peterson? Do we Maybe. nominate Doug Peterson then? Is that, is that the way to do this? Maybe. We, if we're doing that, we've got to nominate Brian Dable. I mean, he dethroned the 13-4 Vikings. True. I mean, I'm always down to nominate the, our guy. Our guy, Brian Dable. Um, but before we decide, Isaiah Hodgins deserves himself a shout-out for the, Dude, the Giants. Eight receptions, my, 105 yards. That's my guy. In a TD, bro. Dude, he had himself a game. Yeah, the one, of, one of those unheralded receivers because that team basically doesn't have any. Yeah, Isaiah Hodgins, our guy. Uh, one more that we have, to, we have to throw out there. A fumble in the jungle. Sam Hubbard. Oh, yeah. 97 yards, man. 98. How dare you disrespect oh, him? Oh, so I thought it was 97. All right, all right, all right. Whoa. All right, hey, take it easy, big guy. Take it easy, big guy. All right? Hold me back. Hold me back. I'm ready to go. Come on. All right. Who's our guy? Who's the week 19? Zach Wilson. Whoever came up with the name Fumble in the Jungle, because that's honestly amazing. That is, that is a good one. Like the rumble in the jungle is the most iconic fight in boxing history, arguably. Yeah. And then the fumble in the jungle. Come on. I love a good play on words. Cause you know what? I was seeing some really good ones that I thought were better than fumble in the jungle. And then I actually did like the rearranging in my mind. And I was like, actually on second thought. On second thought. Fumble in the jungle is pretty good. <laughs> that pretty is pretty yeah, good. It's top tier. It's up there. It's pretty darn good. Um, Man, your guy is is uh, pretty. I think that guy might be Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, I think okay, okay. I'll hear. I'll honestly, I think I'll take your side because the 49ers were a clear favorite to win that game. The Vikings were almost a clear favorite to win that game, and Daniel Jones was like, "Hold my beer." That's exactly what was going to be my argument. I was like, I expected Brock to do pretty well because a, I think. Seahawks defense is not that good. No offense to them, but they have some good players, but like as a whole in their defense, I don't think it's that good. So I was expecting pretty to to have a good game. Not that good of a game, but I expect him to do well. I didn't think Daniel Jones was going to put up much of anything. I thought he was going to have like one of his nice 180 passing yards with 50 rushing yards and they lose by two touchdowns. 
That's true. Okay. I'll take that. But also I don't want it to take away. I don't want it to take away from Brock Purdy and just the why don't we just give it to them both? What are we doing? Why are we arguing about this? Just give it all to right, them both. All right. That's well, okay, that's fine. But I was just saying I don't want it to take I don't want it to take away from Brock Purdy because what he is doing is truly amazing. It's pretty redonkulous. So that I, yeah. yeah, I don't wanna I don't want to take away from Brock either. So you know what? Let's give it to dual winners. Let's give it to Daniel Purdy and Brock Jones. All right. <laughs> I hear it. I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> all right. Congratulations to Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. You are Danny Dimes. You are the Week 19 Zach Wilson Dog Award winners. Our, our wild card emphasis on wild, wild baby. Mm. That's what Speaking, I mean. Zancaster, if you didn't notice. I didn't wear it. Hold on. Where is it even? You know, I don't even see the. Oh, it's always in the URL. You're right. Because it, it used to be up at the top before they like updated their website. So I always see it, but I always forgot that it's in the URL now. But I like that wild card. Nice. Nice. Episode. Nice. Um, uh, here's, here's the one thing that I wanted to end, end with. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are feeling excellent about their uh, standing in the AFC because all three of the teams that moved on to the second weekend that had to play last week did not get in very comfortably. That's true. I mean, yeah. Bengals barely won. Not that they barely won, but it was not the prettiest they game. Barely won. It's okay. The Bills, the Bills barely won. The Jaguars fucking miracle in ja- Jacksonville, yeah. you know? like I think, the, I think the Chiefs are feeling like shit. If this is the kind of performances we got to go up against, we're going to troll through these guys. We got an easy road to the Super Bowl, you know? Like, count it. Check mark. Count, count it. All right. No, I, I don't, I don't know, know if we, happens. Like, I don't think all three of those yeah. teams are going to play like we, like we saw at times last week. But I'm I just think, saying, like, that, I think the Chiefs are feeling real good. I, yeah, I, I think so. I think whoever the Chiefs do play in the AFC Championship, if they make it, which I think they will. Um, the best of either Joe Burrow or Josh Allen is going to come out and it's going to be a gunslinger game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you want to make some picks? Like we, we won't have to, I won't do betting lines necessarily. Um, but do you, we want to like predict who we think will actually win this weekend? Um, before we do picks, how did we frown out our Ooh, picks good call. for the regular good season? Call. So I, I, I mentioned, I didn't go through the week 18 games. So we knew where we were at going into those week 18 games. Yeah. Uh, so following that, Ethan, Sam, you needed eight games, eight games to, to eight, reach yeah. 500. You go plus eight. You came very close, a plus four, 18 and 14. So you finish four games under 500, but really strong end of the season. I, I mean, legitimately, you take out those two just absolute dog shit weeks. Like, legitimately, you take those out where you were minus 10 and minus 18. So you would be plus 28. You take those out, and you are 24 games over 500 on the year. Dude, that minus 18 was real rough, dude. It was real rough. Uh, I, I went I went very spicy in the last week trying because I wanted to catch you. 
Yeah. Uh, that bit me in the ass. <laughs> I, didn't go, I, didn't, I didn't go Ethan levels of, uh, of struggle, but I went 12 and 20 over the last week. So I ended up finishing uh, 26, right? 26 games under 500. So mm, not a great okay. end, but I was, I was doing everything I could to try and catch you. Yeah. You, you were in the position where you were like, I need to do something in order to make it. So like, had you not been in that position, you would have made different picks, you know? I probably would have made some different picks. I had a I had a really rough streak after the uh, Jets game, the Jets Miami game. Everything yeah. after that, besides the two uh, games that we pulled from ESPN, the Bengals and Bills games. Yeah, uh, but everything after that that I pulled from from uh, DraftKings, I had I went two and everything else was a loss. I had perfectly that 49ers game. That or 49ers Cardinals game was 49ers uh-huh. and over. I nailed it. Everything else, straight whiff. Dude, Which that's, is, uh, that was that's seven rough. games. I went, I went two and 14. Uh, that is rough. The rest of the way. Yeah. I will do good, it, Bob. I will do it, bud. It's mean, all right. That, going, into, going into that, I was, that would have mean that I was 10 and six. So I was actually feeling pretty good. I was like, all right, we're going to do this shit. Then it's hard red, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a fun year. <laughs> I think ultimately we really didn't do that terrible. Like the fact that I'm what four games under 500, you were 24. That's really not that bad compared to like, yeah. Like, I mean the consistency, I mean, it's just not bad. I would guess if, if I had to guess, I would, if we combined our two scores, I think as a total, we'd probably be plus money. Because I think you don't I think have so, to necessarily go over five hundred to be considered "quote unquote" plus money. Um, yeah, I I would say you definitely were. I would I would say I was definitely under, but I think you were more plus money than I was under, uh, than I was minus money. So that, that may, yeah, that's at, I would say at worst we're probably talking about basically pretty much probably either way we're pretty much even. Yeah, that's true. Whether we're slightly over, slightly under on the season as a group. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically tacking mine into yours so I look better. That's all right. Hey, that's all right. That's what we do. We, I gotta we, get, we, help, we help lift each other up when the other one's down, right? So when I'm down, you're going to lift me up. That's how it's going to go. That's, so, true. that's how this works. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. That, thanks, man. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, pick some games. And I'll do something fun. I'm going to use DraftKings, as we have all year. And I'm going to select the money line for each of these. So if you were to do a 14 parlay, I'd give you your odds just for funsies. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs. This is your 4:30 Saturday game. If you, in a straight money line, who is winning this game? Who are you taking? Chiefs. All right. Chiefs are minus 435 money line. Uh, Jaguars for context are plus 350. Your 8-15 game on Saturday is the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I will, I will, yeah, I'm going to do the, what the actual uh, plus minus on that game is after you pick it. That way it doesn't influence you in any way. Who are you taking? Probably the Eagles. Eagles are minus yeah. 350. The Giants are plus 290. Are you, are you also taking the Chiefs and the Eagles? Yeah, I probably am. Okay. I, part of me is very tempted by the Giants. 
I am too. I'm, I, yeah. Part of me is I, I very too. tempted, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, the three o'clock game on Sunday, Buffalo, or I'm sorry, Bengals in Buffalo against the Bills. Who are you taking to win that one? <sighs> That's a tough one. This is the toughest matchup, in my opinion, in terms of how you want to pick this. Yeah. Game. Although, because... not the closest spread, which surprises me. Wow, that is. So I think it's hard because honestly, the way Josh Allen has been playing has not been what we need to see to lead a team to the Super Bowl. So it's hard to say how he plays. Burrow hasn't looked that good either, though. Burrow hasn't looked that good, so it makes it hard. Plus, you're looking at an offensive line and a lot of questions. Um, I think the Bills' defense holds up a little stronger than the Bengals do. But honestly, I think it's a shootout, if I'm being honest. But I think, I don't know. My heart. Follow your head, says, not your heart. Yeah. Follow your head, not think. your heart. My, my head sinks the bangle. My head sinks the bills. Okay. Then we're taking the bills. Bills are minus 255. The Bengals are plus 215. That leaves us with the Dallas Cowboys, 630 on Sunday. Dallas Cowboys in San Francisco to play the 49ers. Who are you taking? This is actually considered to be the closest game, which surprised me. 49ers dominated. Cowboys dominated. I'm going to take the 49ers. Did I just take all the favorites? You took all the home teams, all the favorites. The 49ers are minus 200. The Cowboys are plus 170. Your four-pick parlay is plus 230. That's not, that's not that big of a plus for a four-pick parlay, but it's because of the favorites. You call like, favorites. Yeah, the, Chief, well, the Chiefs are like a 450 favorite. Freaking, yeah. Bills are a 250. You know, the Eagles are the Eagles were 350. 350. Yeah, sure. like, it's not good. But honestly... I don't want this because I want the Niners to just make it to the NFC Championship. I, in a world, I could see like the Cowboys beating the Niners. I just hope I it doesn't happen. Too high on Dallas right now. I just, I, I, I could see it, but I just don't want it to happen. I'm I fucking, I'm not a fan of Dallas, so I don't want to see them in the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, I don't want. All right, I'm, I'm going to change one pick from your uh, parlay. I'm taking the Bengals, gotta have my teams back. You got, yeah, you gotta have your team. Got to have my teams back. So I'm t- that gives me a one spot on my uh, bet, my betting slips. That goes from negative 255 to positive 215. So my four-pick parlay is a plus 647. It's a lot bigger payout. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. Uh, just for funsies, let's see what happens if we take Dallas over San Francisco, but leave the Bengals game. That would give us a plus 1244. Double, wow. Uh, if we switch, if we take what you were thinking, where you take Dallas instead of the 49ers, but keep Buffalo, that's plus 494. Wow, that is not a huge, like, that's a, wow. It's the lowest plus, basically you're taking the closest underdog. So that's yeah. they're not going to give you a ton of, that's ton true. of credit. Uh, what, what does it look like if you want to take all underdogs? The underdogs? That's exactly what I was going to do. I, I bet that's like plus 3,300. Oh is it more God? Stop. <laughs> this four pick parlay, according to DraftKings, is plus 
14,826. No way. That's insane. It's like a dollar on that, dude. Dude, I might throw on $5 for every team to win as an underdog. For all the underdogs? Because that, because, let's see, hang on. Um, If you bet $5, that pays out $746. That's insane. Just like, why not at that point? Uh, Right? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I like it. I like it. Um, We'll quickly talk some coaching stuff before we get out of here. We currently have all five coach openings uh, will remain as such. No, no hirings have been made and it doesn't sound like we're going to get any more uh, head coach firings as of now. At this point, if you want a playoff game, I, I can't imagine anyone's getting fired and they're not going to fire someone who just got the number one seed. So exactly. I think we're in the clear. Todd Bowles is keeping his job, which honestly surprises me. We already talked about Brandon Staley. He's going to keep his job. Bucks just fired their offensive coordinator. I think yesterday we'll get that. Um, I and then two minutes, two minutes ago, the oh, Vikings another. fired their defensive fired their defensive coordinator. Two minutes oh, ago. Shit. Okay. Yeah. We will. Holy hell! Okay. I think okay. the one that I really want to talk about was the one we talked about on Twitter with the Jets and who they're looking oh, at as their yeah. offensive coordinator. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do head coaching really quick, and then I'll, we'll jump into the coordinators. I like. All right. I like where your heads at. Where your heads at. Um, so all five are still available. Um, I, again, we had questions whether or not we might get Tampa Bay's coach fired. Um, if that was possible, I know that there were rumors about Mike McDaniel maybe getting fired or something weird like that. That was stupid. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah, he's Mike McDaniel's a he brings a good chemistry and rapport to the team. So don't even run that risk. Like, and he he yeah. led you guys to a playoff run. Granted, the second half season wasn't the greatest, but. He, he made you guys he get some, get some two A yeah. injuries to deal with that. You deal with that. He led you guys to the playoffs. You guys almost beat the bills, which is, I mean, it's huge. I mean, I think the bills were like 13 and a half point favorites going into that game, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no reason for there to ever be a question mark about McDaniel returning. That was stupid in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and the only other team in the playoffs that I was like, maybe was maybe the potential of Mike McCarthy. If Dallas looked really bad, I could see them trying to get out of that one. So I could say one. Yeah. They won. So they're, they're in the clear. So we're just going to have the five head coach openings, which is probably the lowest we've had in like four or five years now. I feel like, um, Oh, well, yeah. However, we have currently 10 offensive coordinator jobs open. That's uh, which I, it's probably actually more than that. Um, I, Cause I think, yeah, I don't think this includes all the teams that fired their head coach. So I might be missing some. So I think I believe there are eight offensive coordinator positions open that did not fire a head coach. Plus all of the head coaches that will likely bring in a new staff, but that's not a exactly. Guarantee. Yeah. It's not a guarantee. So we have but up to 13. Yeah. It's not a guarantee, but it's almost a guarantee. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So quickly, just to run them down, we have the five head coach openings. That's Panthers, Colts, Cardinals, Broncos. What am I missing? Texans. Texans. Thank you. Good Lord. Uh, the eight teams that have fired their offensive coordinator uh, but are keeping their head coach, Patriots, Jets, t- 
Titans, Rams, Commanders, Chargers, the Ravens as of today, and the uh, Bucks as of yesterday. We're recording this on uh, Thursday the 19th, just yeah. so we have that timeline clear for you guys. Um, the Greg Roman one is very interesting to me with the Ravens. Yeah, I know. He's, it was his offense that got Lamar an MVP, or I shouldn't say that got him, but uh, that Lamar won an MVP under uh, while playing. So I don't know what that means for Lamar. I also don't. I, I, here's, here's, here's one thing that I, I will say. Um, Robert Griffin III talked about this on Twitter today. It was a great offensive scheme for running backs and tight ends. So that's why they loaded up on running backs and tight ends. But because it wasn't a great system for wide receivers, that's why you didn't see a lot of wide receivers come in. With a new offensive coordinator, it's very possible that they could actually bring in some decent wide receivers. So we may see some changes there. That could be really interesting. That'd be fun, dude. No, I want them to be not as good. I know you too, but it'd just be fun. Like, like no, it wouldn't be. I, I love to see Lamar do well. Because even when Hollywood was there, he wasn't like a, a strong wide receiver one, you know? Right. And I, right. Just they haven't had much love at wide receiver position. And Andrews was like a dud the second half of the season, you know? I mean, I, I know he missed some games and stuff too, but even when he was playing, I think that was less was about like, Andrews and more about the quarterback, though. Prob- yeah, probably so. But that is shocking that they fired their coordinator because, like, the Ravens' offense last he year. Left the team. It was less a firing. It was more uh, okay. he's deciding to leave the team, whatever that means. Okay. All right, then. Because their offense, like, I mean, excluding this year, because, you know, Lamar and his injuries and things like that, offensively, they were, they were one of the, like, I'd say top five teams offensively about putting up points. And they were one of the top three teams in the rushing game, rushing category, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there always will be with, with the kind of offensive system they were running. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just found it to be very interesting. It, what it really screams to me overall with what we're seeing these openings, what it tells me more than anything is these are scapegoats with the exception of the Rams uh, coordinator switching. That was mm-hmm. under the guys that maybe Mcveigh may, may end up retiring, which uh, he decided not to do. Yeah, um, good so he's basically good letting move. his guys go somewhere if they wanted to, if they found another job to be able to take that job. So that way they weren't being hung out to dry. Um, so with that in mind, that was, that's less of a, he got fired. It was just, I want to lock in somewhere before the possibility of McVay retiring becomes a reality. I agree. I like that. That's why we're there. Uh, the, the uh, Jets one that you want to talk about though. So, this is, there's apparently an interview for their head or offensive coordinator job with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett was the fired coach of the Denver Broncos that went four, and, four and 11 before he got uh, fired. He didn't coach the yeah. last two games, if I remember correctly. Um, completely failed. He was formerly the offensive coordinator under Matt LaFleur in uh, Green Bay. Just for fun, uh, just yeah. for a fun conversation. Mike LaFleur, Matt's brother, was the offensive coordinator in uh, New York prior to or during the season that got fired. That's funny. So there, there's something funny there. So there's a, they're, they're apparently going to interview him if they haven't already. 
And I, I wonder if it's under the guise that maybe they can somehow convince Aaron Rodgers to go there. And I'm just kind of like, Jesus. dude, let me tell you, Rodgers is not going to the Jets. Just if anything, he's retiring. He's going to California. Yeah, because Rodgers and what was, I think that or even the 49ers, because even Rodgers and himself, like, 49ers are one of his favorite teams growing up, and that's somewhere he's all yeah. going to play. So, like, it wouldn't, I don't think it'd be hard to convince him to go to 49ers if that was what the 49ers wanted to do, you know? Which I can't imagine that, they, that they'll do that. They're like, we're yeah. a perfectly good quarterback play out of Brock Purdy, and uh, exactly. he costs, like, one percent of what it would cost to bring you and Tom. Exactly. Aaron. Yeah. Jeez. Like, no yeah, thanks. Exactly. I'm good. So, yeah, I think I, I think Aaron's going to be in a very very tough spot this off season where he might actually have to choose retirement or he has to be willing to go to a team that he wasn't really willing to go to prior. Yeah, that's true. Because I can't imagine that there's a quarterback opening in California. Maybe Vegas, question mark? But I don't know if he wants to go in Vegas. It's just closer to home. Honestly. It's closer It's closer than, than a lot of these other options are going to be. With how – it wouldn't, like – I don't think it happens, but with how bad Stafford played last year. Uh, you can't afford Rogers. both Stafford and Rodgers. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. I think they get rid of Stafford somehow if that were to happen. I think your dead cap is going to be absolutely absurd. Yeah, that's true. But it's LA, like the fucking the, the place to do it all. Matthew Stafford contracts. I know he's probably getting paid what upwards of thirty-five mil a year. This is his second year of a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. He would have thirty-six million dead cap if he was cut after this season. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But if you trade, I don't know how you're. Right I don't guy. know how you're eating thirty six million dollars and also bringing in a quarterback that makes. And I'll make sure I get the numbers right. I think uh, if part of this might be covered. Part of part of this might be covered because of like signing bonuses. So that's where it gets a little odd. Um, let's see. He would make Jesus. He, he would cost you a cap hit of $40 million. So you're going to have $76 million invested in your quarterback position if you were to cut Safford and trade for Rodgers. Assuming that Rodgers would, would not be cut by the Packers for some weird reason. Yeah. Let's do – so this is – does Rodgers have another year left on his contract or is he going into his free agency? He has three years left. So he's been okay. out after this year, it would cost the – Packers twenty five million dollars or twenty four and a half million dollars. Let's play it out. That the the dead cap good drops to sixteen million after the twenty four season, and eight million after the twenty five season. All right, let's just play this out. Stafford to the Packers, Rodgers to the Rams. It's a no, 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 no. Ready? They Packers takes on Stafford's contract. Rams take on Rodgers' contract, but the Rams have to give up draft picks in order to get Rodgers. Like you're talking a first rounder. I don't and think that, I don't think that protects them from dead cap. Still. I think, I, I think the dead cap still factors in trades. Jeez. The dead cap is based on the idea that for your cap purposes, it's based on these bonuses that you've been paying out. So they would oh, have to sense. somehow move his bonuses 
into actual salary for cap purposes in order to lower that cap, which I don't know that you can do. I think you can pull things out of salary into bonuses to lower a cap hit, but I don't think you can do it the other way around. Jeez. I don't. Yeah, so Rodgers will not go to the Rams. I love the idea, though. I love that you were trying to get really creative. Yeah, we were, we were trying. It didn't work, but the, we were the, trying. The, the thoughts were churning, and I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be weird to see him in a, a Rams uniform, too. It's just, it's hard to envision yeah. a quarterback who's played with only one team his whole career and honestly any other uniform. Sure. I mean, we had to do it with Brady at some point. So yeah. It was a weird feeling. And it wasn't yeah. even like we were getting Brady in a similar uniform. We had to go totally different colors. Like he went from like yeah. navy blue to a, like to a, a red, a maroonish red. Yeah, it was just like this looks wrong, gross, icky. Yeah. But then Nathaniel Hackett, Jets offensive coordinator, in New York. If this fucking happens, just you're fucking you're dumb, dude. Like, did you not just like? watch anything this year and Nathaniel Hackett with the offense that he had granted Russell Wilson sucked, but the, the offense with weapons and just completely just fold so badly. And now you want here's to the very that, easy argument that we, yeah, here's a very easy argument we can make a why, why this is stupid. What was Denver's biggest problem this year? Specific Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. What was the Jets' biggest problem this year? Quarterbacks. So you want to take a, t- a guy who couldn't coach a quarterback that actually had a history of being good and put him onto a team where your biggest problem is quarterback? And it's not like the Jets are like they have mediocre quarterbacks. The Jets have below average quarterbacks right now. Like, yeah. It's just this would be the most New York Jets thing ever. Wouldn't it? It's just it would. It just has a New York Jets so storyline on it. You know, I would laugh so hard about. It's it. like you feel bad for the franchise, and then it's like you do something like this, and you just can't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a, on a lighter side, we'll, we'll move on from the Jets here. Uh, the Chargers, the OC that they fired, is Mike Lombardi. What if Mike Lombardi were to go be the offensive coordinator in Green Bay? Wow. He is the grandson or great grandson, I think, of Vince of the legendary coach Vince Lombardi. Yeah, not a big deal. Be pretty sick. And Rodgers wins the Lombardi. That'd be kind of nice. Okay, that would be. Kinda, I want to see Rodgers win another one, man. No, I'm good. I want to see. The, I want to see Joe Burrow win the next twelve. So, of course you do. <laughs> Okay, but I want to see I, I want to see Burrow win it. I want to see Burrow win a Super Bowl. I want to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl. I want to see Justin Herbert win a Super Bowl. Uh, who are the other? I want to see Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl. I want to see Jalen Hurts win a Super Bowl. I want to see Jalen Hurts win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I kind of want to see Lamar win a Super Bowl, just not with Baltimore. Yeah, I want to see these like the the new era of quarterbacks. Like I want to see these young guys start winning. You know? Speaking of perfect, this is that's the segue I wanted. Thank you. Mm. This is what I'm looking. This is why they pay you the big bucks. That's right, man. Of zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. To, to, the very last detail. To, to the very last detail. Just perfect. Mm. Mm. Perfect. 
Uh, I love some, let's some talk boys about names. the uh, age of these quarterbacks. We have eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs. The oldest quarterback left in the playoffs is Dak Prescott at 29 years old. That old fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Pat Mahomes is 27. Josh Allen, 26. Joe Burrow, 26. Daniel Jones, 25. Jalen Hurts, 24. Brock Purdy, 23. And Trevor Lawrence, 23 years old. That's why. What's the I average age? What, 25, 26? Yeah, I love this. I'm so I do I'm too. so excited about this. Like you, there's no Brady, there's no Rogers. Like I mean, there's Rivers Stafford, is retired. No Rivers is retired. You know things like that. But like no Matt Ryan in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's nice seeing everyone under thirty in the in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and really everyone under twenty seven, with the exception of Dak. Like yeah, or uh, twenty seven or younger is what I should say. So, like, we're talking about mid-20s. So, like, we've got long careers ahead for these dudes. So, I'm yeah. really excited about that. That, that makes me Football super, fans, super stoked. We're in good hands. Oh, yeah. The next generation of quarterbacks is, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some duds that get drafted. Happens every year. But yeah. Is what it is. But we have, and, and what name didn't we read on there? We didn't read jo- Justin Herbert. He's like 24, 25, I think. 20, yeah. maybe, even, maybe even 23. We didn't read two his name if he's still able to play. He's That's like true, 23. Yeah. Like, we're, we have other really exciting young quarterbacks. This is, this is exactly what you want. You're moving into a new era away from the Ben Roethlisberger's, Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, and you've got stud quarterbacks. Well, I should think this, right? mention Lamar. Lamar's 24. You got. You got Brady and Roethlisberger, two in the AFC, right? Rodgers and Breeze, two in the NFC. Dude, you have three quarterbacks right now just in the AFC who are, like, elite. And if Herbert would have made it, you had four. That's insane. Arguably four, yeah. That is – dude, let's be real. Honestly, the AFC championship game is essentially a Super Bowl. Like, in all, in all reality, like, it's a Super Bowl. When have we said that before? <laughs> I probably said it when the Eagles won the Super Bowl last. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we probably said it. No, you know, I don't know if we would have said it about the Rams. Maybe. Not the Rams, Maybe. but you definitely could have said it with the Chiefs Bills divisional championship game last year. People did. And then neither yeah. team ended up making the Super Bowl. And it was like, that's true. <laughs> Why are we doing this? That, I mean, just three elite in the AFC. And right now in the NFC, you really only have like one elite which is Jalen Hurts, really, because we're still – you just haven't seen enough from Brock Purdy, right? And then yeah, also Dak's not, Dak's not an elite quarterback. He's good, but he's not elite. Correct. Yeah, and, and then we got Daniel Jones. Like, you've, got, you've got some exciting up-and-comers is the way I would view it from the NFC. You've got a Justin yeah. Fields. You've got, um, you've got Brock Purdy. You've got Kyler, if he can – Put it together, like he—he's a—he's an exciting quarterback. Like, let's not confuse ourselves here. Like, that's true. There, there is some exciting future that we can see from the NFC, but it is very, very clear that the AFC loaded up on really, really Dude, good young quarterbacks. The AFC did it right, bro. I remember a couple of years ago in the NBA when like all the good players went to the Western Conference. Yeah. 
We need something like that with quarterbacks going from the AFC to the NFC. Yeah, bit. we do. We need, we need like a, we, we need to manifest the Lamar to Detroit thing just so we can get another exciting young quarterback in the uh, Dude, NFC. That would be, that'd be so fun though. If Lamar was in Detroit, man, it would mean that offense would be just, man, they'd have to beef up a tight end, but if they do that, they're set. Yeah. But they'd be on the right track. So let's go ahead and wrap things up here. We, we did our, we did our usual hour 30 uh, just for you guys, for the people, for the people. Last week was a special at two hours. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. So I was like, it was it was special. We need we need, we had to go all out because we had uh, we had awards to give out. Uh, this right. time we only had one award. And it was a dog award that we gave to two people. Now do it Rock again. Jones and Daniel Purdy. God, you're doing this. I'm gonna hate it every time. It's like when I go great like think of mine. You know. <laughs> No, oh god. <laughs> we love you guys. Brutal. Yeah, this is this is even further proof I gotta get us out of here. So um Ethan. Sam, the man with peace and love, OJ. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Check out all of our sister podcasts on the Dip Podcast Network. Uh, and obviously interact with us on social media. We are at the Dip Network on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, in whatever you want to talk about, whether that's uh, whether that's a review of the show or you just have an opinion you want to get out there. We, we love hearing from you guys. So, Ethan, anything else before we get out of here? Stay safe, guys. Stay safe, always, always. We, we uh, good luck to everyone but Buffalo Bills fans this week <laughs> okay I, I again if legitimately if the uh bills beat the Bengals, i will be rooting for the bills to win the super bowl so yeah uh, whoever wins this game i am rooting i'm rooting for them to win it all and uh and they both have a legitimate shot which is it's really really fun so um i hope the special bond between the two teams continues and it doesn't get ugly or something like that this week yeah 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 for sure but that's what I have. Competitive blood, you know, there'll probably be a couple people that go over the line, but I think for the most part, it'll be pretty enjoyable for, for fans. So uh, if you're heading to a game, stay warm since I know a lot of them are going to be in some cold weather places. That's true. Um, have a great time. Just, this is, this is, we're getting to like, we're getting to the end. So soak it in. Yeah. We're going to end where we just that dark rabbit hole of like just darkness for like six months. Dude, we only have three weeks of games left because I'm not counting Pro Bowl week because we know that's a joke. Yeah. We're only, we only have three weeks of games left. Enjoy it. That's, that's Soak it in, answer. guys. Soak Enjoy it in. It. Soak it in. Yes. Amen. So on that note, thank you guys for listening and check us on the next one.